This is an All Ears English Podcast, episode 218. Learn three ways to write like a pro in American English with All Ears English insider, Jay Beth Key. Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation with your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Gabby Wallace, the language angel from Boston, USA. In today's episode, you're going to get to see who is behind the All Ears English blog and our guest today is going to show you three ways to write with success in American English. I know you're busy, you work all day, and then you come home, you don't have time to get on the train or get in your car and go to an English school. So if you want to get better, you want to learn online with a native speaking tutor. The best way to do that is go to allearsenglish.com slash italki, buy your first lesson, and then we'll give you 10 US dollars to apply to your next lesson. That's awesome. So go on over to allearsenglish.com slash I-T-A-L-K-I. Go to italki. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Welcome. I am here today with a very special guest. Today we are going to pull back the curtain on All Ears English. We're going to show you who is behind the scenes. Today we have Jay Bethke. He's a freelance writer and he is the blog writer for All Ears English. And he's based in South Dakota. Jay, how are you doing and welcome. I'm, I'm doing great. How are things out there? Awesome. Very good. It's getting chilly here in Boston. How about in South Dakota? It's cold. Winter is just about upon us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. I can imagine. So, Jay, you're a great writer because you're our blog writer and you're doing a really awesome job summarizing our episodes and just, you know, letting our listeners and our readers know what's going on on All Ears English. So I thought that you could come in today and let us know about good writing, like what good writing actually is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. How long have you been writing and how did you get into well, it? I've, I've been writing since uh, since I was a kid, I, I guess. I, I, you know, ever, ever since I was, a, you know, in my preteens, I, I guess I, I had this idea in my head that I wanted to be a master of the English language. And, you know, I'm, I'm a native spanker, speaker, so I had that going for me. But I, I really I used to like, you know, read through the dictionary and uh, and <laughs> pick out words. And, and um, I've got sheets and sheets and sheets of paper of just words, you know, that, uh, that I would define. And, and so, so yeah, huh. I've, I've just always been into, into language. So you were a natural from the beginning or was it a skill that like you just felt like you had kind of raw talent and then you had to hone it well, or how did that work? You, you can have some natural talent, but you do have to hone it. You know, I mean, you, it's like anything, you're going to get better the more you work at it. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. And did you study writing in school, like in college? Oh, sure. or? Yeah, I, I mean, my my, you know, my bachelor's degree is in is in English, you know, writing. So, um, so okay. I, I did I did go ahead and, and do that, um, you know, and I, I took off with, with something else for my master's degree, but it was still a lot of writing, you know, oriented. So so I see. And then I do a lot of my and, you know, privately as well. So, you know, it's something I, I do it every day. So. 
Yeah. So this is great. So I'm so glad you're here today, Jay, because, you know, it's a real challenge. You know, mostly what we focus on here at All Ears English is listening and speaking. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, I mean, our listeners also need to be able to write, you know, things like emails or summaries of business meetings even. So what I was hoping that you could do for us today is give us three tips about what good writing is in English, which might be pretty different from what it is in Spanish or Portuguese or Japanese, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and the other thing about that is they could, you could pick a lot more than three tips if you wanted to about Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll narrow it down, yeah. We'll boil it down here. So where could we start? What is that first hot tip that you can give us, Yeah, Jay? well, the, you know, the first thing that, um, you know, comes to my mind is, is uh, for sure being a good writer is being a good reader. That's that's kind of I think the most important uh, thing you can have in your mind. You know, with, with um, you know, reading gives you the tools you need um, to write. It's it's practice mm-hmm. uh, with the written language. Um, yeah. If you don't have time uh, for reading, um, you know, you probably don't have time for writing either. Really. Yeah. What kind of writing a uh, reading are we talking about? Like, what do you like to read, Jay, well, in your spare time? I'm all over the place, and and I I think you know that's that's exactly the way to do it. You know, follow your interests. Your interests are changing all the time. Yeah. Fiction, nonfiction, what whatever. Um, I I try to do about a book a week, and so that's you know fifty. Wow, Jay, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like part of it's sort of part of writing practice too. You know, so. Um, mm-hmm. If somebody's able to do anything, you know, you not everybody can do that much, but um, but you know, be conscious about you know trying to read, you know. That, yeah, um, absolutely. I like that. So, guys, pick up that book. Don't be afraid to dig into it, you know. And and Jay, when I first saw your writing, when we were talking about working together here, I really got pulled into a story that you had as a sample. Like I found myself just reading it and continuing on. And do you think that you attribute that to your reading that you do because you know how to build the story? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I was, con- I'm sure I was consciously putting that together, but I'm sure it was also sort of just unconsciously happened to happening too, because my brain is just attuned to um, seeing language that way, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm. so I think that's, um, that's what a lot of reading will probably do for anyone, right? Yeah, interesting. So your first tip is read. I like that. So read anything, read everything. I mean, do you think that there, is there a problem with reading you know, is it better to read books or are you, what's your thought about that? Are you a more traditional or should we, is it okay to read online blogs? Yeah. Well, you know, I, like I said, I, I read everything. I'm, I'm staring at a screen, you know, probably more during the day than I'm staring at a page of paper, you know, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, you know, I, I think, um, anything's good. Anything's better than nothing. Um, and like I say, you got to follow your tastes and they're changing. So, you're going to move around regardless if you're if you are just if your head is into reading in general. So, yeah. So the point is just finding material that you like, right? Finding, and that's following your passions, following your interests. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Murder mystery or drama or love stories, whatever and, and it is, we guys. Live, pick we them. live in such a great time when there is so much out there to read. There is so much available to us. We could never get to it all. You know, we can't even begin well, to. So. Yeah, I mean, Jay, I think that's part of the problem here is that we feel inundated with materials. I do. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I read? I could read everything. If I go on Facebook, you know, there's like a hundred links to different articles. 
and yeah. it's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to, it's, you know, just like anything else in life, I, I suppose you just need to sort of take a moment and, and set yourself aside and think for a moment, what what is the best thing for me to pick up and do today, you know? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's great. So read so more. What's tip number one? two? Yeah, tip number two, um, I'll, I'll call beauty with economy. So what I what I mean by economy is is um, a sense of careful use of resources. So um, striving to say as much as possible with as few words as possible, right? Uh, oh, because yeah. you know because we live in the age of the internet, right? So um, people are skimming rather than reading really dense things. So you you know if you have a really bunch of really thick paragraphs, you, people aren't going to want to read that, right? So um, right. You you want to um, you know sort of avoid what we call in English you know purple prose or flowery language, you know, mm. just lots of long-winded wordy language that purple prose. Did you say? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I've never heard or, that or, term before. Well, you've heard flowery language before. Yes, yeah, sure, so, sure. Um, but but you know just lots of long-winded words that don't end up really saying anything or very much. You know. Um, right. So, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know because you you want to use just a few potent words um, and be concise, you know, because the world's busy. People got other things to do. Um, and, and I think that's just a, a kind of a general good practice for, for this modern sort of age that we're, that we're in and that we're moving into more and more, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is why I wanted to talk to you today and have you on the show this point, because, you know, I've worked with some students in um, some parts of Western Europe, especially where I think good writing in Spain or in um, Brazil, in Latin America or in Italy is more flowery, I think. Mm. Maybe you guys can let us know what you think, but the longer sentences, that's actually better writing in parts of other parts of the world, whereas here, right, as you just said, Jay, it's about s- having powerful sentences, but short and sweet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or, or striving for that anyway. It's not it's not always easy to do. It's it's uh, a bit tricky sometimes. And and yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear what um, what people in other countries are saying about this as well, because if I pick up a book that's written by, you know, someone from Spain, for example, it was probably written. 30 years ago or something. And so it, it doesn't yeah. reflect modernity, you know, quite as well. Right. So, yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah. That would be really, do you read anything by Stephen Pressfield? No, no, I don't. I don't know who that okay. is actually. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he, he wrote the war of art. Um, and we've talked about his work on this show and he is a great example. Guys, if you're looking for an example of good, sophisticated writing, but short and sweet and well done in this short style, that's a good person to pick up, pick up his writing. Um, he just does a great job of creating powerful, potent sentences hmm. uh, and getting his point across in very few words. <laughs> cool. Sounds like a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, let me ask you a quick question today. Do you want someone to correct your mistakes in English and let you know when you're saying something wrong? Well, your friends don't correct you. That's the problem. That's why you need someone like a teacher or a native tutor to help you. So go on over now to allearsenglish.com slash italki where you can book a personalized one-to-one lesson. 
If you get this deal now, you'll have a chance to buy your first lesson and then you'll get 10 US dollars in italki credits for free to try your next one. That is a super cool deal, guys. Go ahead and finally get your English corrected with a native speaking tutor. See you there. All right. Okay, cool. Well, so I'll get I'll go ahead yeah. and give you the third tip then. Um <clears throat> you know what what's um you know, th this is a pretty important one, too, but it's maybe a little more abstract, but uh, uh, emotional engagement. Right. So mm. being connected, you know, to what to whatever it is you're writing about, finding a way to connect yourself to it, even if it's not something that's necessarily, um, you know, something you're immediately connected to. Um, and, and also thinking deeply about how to connect it to your readers, because, you know, if you're writing something, it's meant to be read, right? So you're trying to elicit a response, an emotional response in another human being with, with mm -hmm. words. And, um, you know, you're not trying to, um, for example, create a perfect text, um, you know, and you, and you do have to think about that maybe a little bit. Um, it's like, you know, like, like you say on the show all the time, connection, not perfection. Connection, not perfection. Right, That's right. it. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, um, there's an old um, Star Trek episode where um, there's an Android in character in it who writes a novel and um, he lets the human people around him um, read this novel. And it's a, it's a technically perfect novel. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, but the humans are like, yes, it's technically perfect, but it's sort of somehow lacking. You know, they all sort of have that same response. And, and I think that's, you know, there's a bit of soul missing if, if you're working for perfection rather than trying to, you know, connect emotionally to other human beings. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's yeah. so important. I mean, that's what we're all about here at All Ears English, right? It's it's about that connection. And this transfers into writing. You know, I always think about that in terms of speaking, but it's true in writing also. Right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Do you, do you keep a journal? Jay, do you write, you write in a journal? Um, I don't really have time for a journal. <laughs> all this other stuff. I used to, I used to, especially when I used to travel, um, I would, oh, I would take a, a zillion notes all day long, you know, but, um, um, but, but the journal's uh, collecting dust on the shelf at the moment. So, so just to hone in on what you've just said, Jay, so connect to what you're writing about and add that sense of emotion, enthusiasm. How do you do that on the All Ears English blog? What kind of things do you do when you summarize our shows? Mm. How does that, what does that look like? Well, you know, it does look like, um, you know, going back to beauty with economy, it does look like, I, I guess I'm trying to pick out, um, you know, with as few per words as possible, the things that um, are, are going to sort of hook people. Um, not use Are going to say that one more time? Are going to? The, the things that are hooking people. Okay, cool. Hooking people. I like it. Mm -hmm. Catch people's attention or interest or something. Mm -hmm. Not too many words because, you know, that'll, that, that's not going you know, to, it's not going to work. It's not going to pull them in. Um, no cliches, if possible. You don't want uh, cliches. Um, so, right. um, yeah, it's not always, it's not always easy. But like I said, sometimes I'm doing this consciously and sometimes not because that's where my brain is these days. So. Yeah. Well, you do a really good job on the blog. You know, when I look through those, I say, wow, he did it way better than I could have. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. So should we go ahead and recap what we've just talked about? Sure. Okay. So what I heard is you're suggesting that we need to be readers. We need to read mm -hmm. as much as we can. I like that. 
Guys, read anything you can get your hands on. Just start reading every day. Make it part of your routine. And then we need to try to say as much as we can, but in as few words as possible. And that's really an art form, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, and I think, do you recommend any specific writers to master this craft of being concise? Oh boy, Jay? that's that's a tough one. I, I don't know if I'm prepared to um to say oh. that but um you know i've i've got my favorites and they do it in different ways um um but i i'd suggest listeners go out and, and see if they can find that themselves in in uh, yeah. re- in readers that are out there because we've all got really different tastes and what i like right. might not be somebody else's cup of tea Right. So it comes back to our interests in the end. And then and then the third thing that you mentioned, Jay, is to kind of seek that emotional connection with your reader. Yeah, I think is that what I heard. Yes, And, and with yourself, too. Yeah, I mean, and with yeah. yourself. I like it. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much. Maybe in the future we can have you back on to talk about email writing or more specific topics within writing. That would be great. But for today. Yeah, but for today, we know what we need to do to improve our writing skills in English. So, Jay, do you have a blog, like a place that our listeners could find you online? No, I, I don't have a blog at the moment. I, I, I am in between blogs at the moment. But um, okay. but what, I, what, I'm, what I'll do is, you know, we'll, we'll put my email up on, on the blog uh, for all of yeah. English so anybody can connect with me. If, if you just have any questions about writing or resources or anything, and we can chat about that. Or if you... Um, if if any you know the listeners um, are are interested in actually having a, a professional English, an English yeah. um, editor or writer of something they've written, um, yeah. I can help with a service like that too. So great, and I just, great. That's what you want to do? Awesome. Thank you so much, Jay. Yeah, this thanks, has Lindsay. been great. Thanks for coming on. If you want to put your ears into English. More often, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and iTunes on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time.